0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.
1: This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: Hey, everybody, we've got a disturbing one today. You know, for a change. Malcolm Nance is my guest. Malcolm is an extraordinary guy. His uh, career was in Navy intelligence. He came to the nation's attention in 2016 with his bestseller, The Plot to Hack America and that came out before the fall election that year, warning us that the Russians were doing everything they could to defeat Hillary Clinton and to elect Donald Trump to the presidency. That had been ordered by Vladimir Putin. The internet research agency, a a troll farm based in St. Petersburg, Russia, created thousands of social media accounts to do everything they could to help trump get elected the russians hacked the dnc uh, gave that to wikileaks which coordinated with roger stone to uh, time those uh, releases of those the uh, day before the democratic national convention they released internal dnc emails in order to sow discord between the bernie people and 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 hillary's people the russians hacked john podesta's emails WikiLeaks released that the day after the Access Hollywood tape, Podesta's emails contained nothing of interest except that he liked cheese pizza that he got from a popular DC pizza parlor, Comet Ping Pong. Cheese pizza, CP, chow porn. Now, today, you'll hear Malcolm talk about how a good 25% of today's Republicans believe that Democrats have pedophilia rings, kill children, and drink their blood. You'll remember that Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort gave Russian intelligence officer Konstantin Kalimnik uh, Trump campaign internal polling data on Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan and using data that the Trump campaign had obtained from the data of tens of millions of Americans from Cambridge Analytica, remember that Cambridge Analytica had gotten that data from Facebook in violation of Facebook's consent agreement with the Federal Trade Commission and they they paid a 5 billion dollar fine to the FTC for that. So if you were a a black American in Detroit or Philadelphia or Milwaukee who on Facebook had expressed interest in Black Lives Matter, you were bombarded with stuff on Facebook at the last months of that campaign, in, including ads on Facebook paid for in, in rubles, I I was at a hearing the next year in 2017 with the uh, chief counsel from Facebook, I asked him if they would commit to not taking ads paid for in rubles. He wouldn't. Finally, he said, well, I can't do that because anyone can convert any currency to any currency. I said, why would anyone convert their currency to rubles to take your ads? And he couldn't answer that. Uh, Um, so these these ads on Facebook, if you were on Facebook, you were bombarded with a, a statement that Hillary had made in the 90s about young black men who had been called super predators. The undervotes in those cities, in Detroit, in Milwaukee, in Philadelphia, those undervotes elected Donald Trump president. So when We look at the horrific decisions by the Supreme Court. Please remember, this Supreme Court with Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett, this is the Putin court. And Malcolm Nance warned us, and he is warning us now. His new book, They Want to Kill Americans, is not talking about the Russians. It's talking about Americans who want to kill Americans. These are members of militias. These are insurgents. This is MAGA folks who believe Democrats, like me, drink the blood of children that we murdered. Malcolm is a patriot. A few months ago, he, he traveled to Ukraine and to fight alongside Ukrainians against Putin's army. Uh, we talk a little about that. Uh, he is going back there very soon. I think you'll enjoy this conversation, but also find it disturbing, you know, for a change. The best way to learn a language, immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me learn real-life conversation in German. For example, let's say you wanted to order soup with your dinner. Die Suppe würde mir auch gefallen. That means the soup (laughs) <laughs> that means that means I would also like the soup. And that way I get soup with dinner. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babble.com slash franken. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash franken, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash franken.
3: to 500 500 Were you ju- just in Ukraine or, or what? Yeah, until what day is it? Until f- Saturday, midday Saturday. I was in Well, Ukraine. I think
0: everyone knows you're in Ukraine. What the What were you doing there exactly?
3: Well, I'm in the Ukrainian army. I was a member of the International Legion for the Territorial Defense of Ukraine. So, I was uh, on contract with the Ukrainian armed forces.
0: Now, you're you're intelligent, naval intelligence. Yes. So I would think that they didn't put you in the infantry in the eastern. Or is this all secret? But <laughs> did, did, did you help them with intelligence stuff? Is that what you did?
3: Well, actually, for the first couple of months. Uh, well, first off, everyone in the Legion is infantry. Everyone. So, uh-huh. you know, I went through infantry training. I have combat training. I went through commando course. and. Um, but I did do activities of a classified and clandestine nature. Let's just put it. And that can
0: way. you tell us what the what those were?
3: No, not at all. We're in a war. Uh-huh. And we can remain in a war. And I would like to keep my Russian opponents guessing. I see. But it had impact, uh, profound impact in some ways. Good. On the other hand, that comment you made about I'm not in the east and then combat on the front line. Surprise. I'm in the east. And I'm on the front line. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so I've gotten both sides of the coin there. But I am a combatant. I carry a firearm. I was just asked that by the U.S. Uh, I guess when I when I came through Customs and Border Patrol, they gave me a little interview on my way in. It's pretty well known. I'm a very high profile person. And most importantly, the day after I made my announcement on April 19th, which Ukrainians wanted to get out there. They wanted to launch and have yeah. the international legion recognized and i was the most you know they didn't want one of my former colleagues You're the biggest target
0: for the russians
3: yeah well they said that too <laughs> <laughs> but the next day i was on the show the roundtable show that is hosted by a woman named olga skabeva and she is commonly known as putin's mouth everything okay. that comes out of her mouth comes directly from vladimir putin she and him uh you know she's like the tucker carlson of russia uh, most popular show or, and you know who else is the tucker carlson of russia tucker carlson <laughs> <laughs> so um the next day i was broadcast my interview almost entirely was broadcast on russian state television on her show where she said malcolm nance The mercenary soldier of fortune. She represents literally the words from Putin's mouth. And that day after my name was put into the Kremlin, Vladimir Putin's briefing, he saw my interview via her show. But as as much fun as that is, it's more important that my brothers and sisters in the International Legion know that, you know, I don't mind being the lightning rod uh for politicians and whatever just know that you know the reason i joined was sincere i don't i i don't get anything out of it i lost a five-figure salary monthly uh to be in the legion i'm, I'm a mercenary for 630 dollars a month
0: no no thank you for doing it and god you know this th- it's so tragic so tragic and um mm-hmm. the ukrainians are so so amazing so brave Zelensky. Uh It's and our hearts are just breaking every day. Yeah, it's terrible. The casualties are so high, and Putin, my God. And you know what? I we just had the Supreme Court. These these hor- this horrible uh, end of session, end of the term, and it it it's kind of Putin's court. I mean, you wrote about this. You were the first one to write about this about how the, what the Russians were doing in the election. I. Contend, and I want to know your opinion of this. The Russians, what they did was end up sending that election to Trump. Right. Am I right? I mean, everyone goes like, well, you can't tell what the effect was. You can't say if it changed any votes. And like, bullshit.
3: Yeah, there was an effect and it was measurable. And the only thing I did was very, very early on before most of the news media could get it. And I'm quite surprised. I've learned over the last seven years working with MSNBC, I'm really surprised at the lack of depth of analyses that actual journalists do. They are very dependent on get to sources, make sure it can be corroborated, make sure you dot your eyes. But when it comes to actually seeing what's before their eyes, and this is where the Russians were brilliant. I wrote about this in my book, Plot to Destroy Democracy. They understand that the carrot has to be at the end of a stick and it needs to be so big a carrot and it needs to be dangled in such a way that the Western media could understand it will go after it. And they learned that from 70 years of Soviet study of the American media. They really had, you know, their PhDs and, and, and scientists were really studying us understanding where the fault lines of America were. So when the Soviet Union collapsed, those records didn't go anywhere. Uh, Putin was a KGB officer. He knew all about these fault lines in America. So they just decided to give us the biggest dangle. But what they also did was they co-opted the evangelicals. They co-opted the National Rifle Association to the point where the first question Trump was asked in a press conference was by an FSB spy, Maria Butina, about are you going to have great relations with Russia or are they just going to be awesome? She,
0: she asked the first question?
3: Oh, yeah. wow. In July,
0: I did not remember of, that.
3: I want to say July of 2015. She asked at a, at, a, at a convention in Las Vegas and she was part of this setup to co-opt the entire American conservative movement, because for 10 years, Putin had been doing that to conservative movements all around Europe.
0: Well, let me say one thing about him co-opting, co-opting the evangelicals. Uh, Trump did a good job of of that himself by saying, I'm going to let the Federalist Society and the Heritage Foundation approve. You know, they're going to tell me who goes on the Supreme Court. And that's why I call this Supreme Court the Putin Supreme Court.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, interesting fact, Putin for a decade decade or more was holding these defense of Christianity conferences in Moscow. And he courted only the most extremist right wingers to these conferences to the point where the mainstream started coming. And he became friends with Franklin Graham, if I'm not mistaken.
0: What I meant by that was it was Trump's decision <laughs> and and a brilliant one uh, for as stupid as the man is a uh, brilliant one to say, okay, I'm going to have the federal society pick my Supreme Court justices because that's signaled to the evangelicals. But what I'm saying is the Russians, by using the Cambridge Analytica data to target blacks on Facebook who had expressed interest in Black Lives Matter and reminding them that uh, Hillary had used the term super predators that they were suppressing black votes in cities like Detroit and Philadelphia and uh, Milwaukee. Let's move on to, because that was you being ahead of everybody (laughs) in that case and brilliant. So this book, they want to kill Americans Now, at first, when I before I opened it, I thought, oh, the Chinese, Uh, the Russians. No, it was Americans. And it is uh, these
3: uh, these right wing kooks. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, when I came up with that title, I was having a conversation with a friend and I said, you know, if I were to actually name this book, because we were thinking like the Trump insurgency. And I said, if I were actually to name the book that I want to name it, I'd call it, they want to kill Americans. (laughs) And he was like, why not? I said, okay, let's do it. I want to just call it straight to your face. I want the reader to look at that and go, whoa, who wants to kill Americans? And when you look at the cover, it's the noose that was being set up in that quote unquote piece of art for, you know, for the vice president, for Mike Pence. And these people are sincere.
0: Yeah, and uh, as as I read the book, I, I'm going not only are they sincere, but there's a whole shitload of them. I, I just never realized, uh, you know, how many people fell for the QAnon shit. Oh my I, I mean, I when I first heard this, okay. uh Democrats are involved in pe- pedophilia rings and drinking, killing kids and drinking their blood. And I went, okay, well, that's not a problem. No
3: one is going to believe that. I mean, right now, um, the the number of people that believe that is somewhere on the lines of twenty to forty million Americans. That's the people who are now the base of the Republican Party. And by chapter eight in that book, where I talk about, you can actually see the path of co-option, how QAnon took over the Republican Party. And here's the worst part. I finished that manuscript a year ago. And so I had written in that book that within one year, the Republican Party would be completely co-opted by QAnon ideology. For months, the Republicans would not let anyone into the Trump rallies or con- conventions with QAnon t-shirts or paraphernalia. The When they had CPAC, was it a month ago, a month and a half ago, something like that? Yeah. That's all out the window. All right. Now, QAnon is the core of the Republican Party. And they don't say it out loud. They don't go, yeah, let's kill all the liberals and Hillary Clinton did adrenochrome and is killing, you know, sucking the blood out of children, Christian children, in order to stay young. That's considered a given now in the Republican Party. And if you don't believe that, if you don't use the QAnon motto, where we go one, where we go all, you're not considered a true MAGA. You're not considered a true believer. It has completely eaten that party.
0: There was a moment where uh, it was like a town hall or one on one interview with Trump. And he was asked, this is Samantha Guthrie is it an yeah. NBC. And she asked him, what do you think QAnon? And I'm going like, well, this is easy. Uh, they're nuts, you know. <laughs> and he went, I don't know anything about them other than they're against they're against pedophilia. And I am. And I went like, really, really? You're gonna, you, you can't, you can't even say they're nuts. And, and I guess, oh boy, I was how wrong was I? A part of that
3: interview, <laughs> he also said, "I know they like me," which is oh, his that's right, that's right.
0: Anything. That is his yardstick for anything.
3: Yeah, you that know, is his okay. yardstick. For- <laughs> you know, if they said Klaus Barbie, do you like him or not? He would have been like, well, if he likes me, I
0: like him. What's scary about this book? First of all, is just how many of these people there are and we're talking about these extremist groups some of which i hadn't heard of i mean i knew i know the proud boys uh i i know the oath keepers i know you know i know some of the groups you're talking about a lot are ex-military and or in the military including people who were arrested at the capitol right and
3: police police or ex-police right yeah as many as 20 to 30 percent of the people arrested at the Capitol were military, ex-military or police. That's one in four or one in three. And that's the ones we know about. Right. Those are the people who were arrested, not the people who were to attend it. Uh, there's a high police presence. And we, in some of the people that were arrested, for example, in Virginia, these two deputy sheriffs, I mean, they fought tooth and nail with their police union. Why should they be arrested because they went into the Capitol? And they had bought their firearms because they bought their police badges. There's a DEA officer. Were these was one arrested. of
0: the first guys in? One of the first guys yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, you're right about his, them.
3: bought his badge and flashed it to the other cops and showed his sidearm to the Capitol Hill police as if, yeah, it's okay. I can come in. I'm just here to, you know, execute, you know, our you know, our our political leadership and but, the did, but then they
0: start then they start fighting them, right? Because yeah. they said, No, you're stopping us and you're they're for your traitors or whatever. That's
3: right. And now any cop the Capitol Hill police is no longer considered honorable amongst the MAGA crowd because they fought. D C police fought, the National Guard. But you're talking a movement. That technically, right now, would honor Timothy McVeigh <laughs> if Timothy McVeigh were alive after bombing the Oklahoma, you know, the Murrah building in Oklahoma City. That's what we've come to.
0: Well, what, what what's concerning about the book I mean, is is you go kind of in chapter and verse in what they can do, and uh, you're not telling them what. They can do, but you're scaring. <laughs> scaring me, you out. You you're scaring be. me.
3: You should be. You should be. This has fun. been.
0: This has been a bad month. Uh, I'm scared at many levels. I'm alarmed at many levels, and this one just. This just added to it. It's. Uh, it's important to know this stuff, and uh, but it's a chilling. In many ways, it's a chilling book.
3: This is the prelude. the civil war it's technically what i did in ukraine when i went to ukraine in january i went in there to see what would the russians invade with how would they invade which way would they invade and what would the results of that be well this is it's it's not just you know a handbook so that you can you know do fantasy baseball on the end of the american democracy it just plays out that way Because we are on teetering on the edge of the end of American democracy. And these people, not me, these people want civil war. And they are saying it out loud. And they are saying it proudly. They have devolved into a tribe. And as far as they're concerned, Donald Trump is their tribal chief. They don't see the phrase white supremacy as a negative anymore. They see white supremacy as a birthright that they were given.
0: Of course, we, we, we see this great replacement theory yes. lead to these mass murders in Buffalo and El Paso. Uh, you go through uh, the one in El Paso. But one part of what scared me are the different capabilities you talked about, like going after the grid yeah. and using drones. Like, you know, you don't need be a suicide bomber anymore you can have a robot truck yeah you know drive a truck in something robotically i mean um it's it's very disturbing
3: well you know in my my business the intelligence business intelligence is no good if i come you know it's like the the telegram that comes to admiral kimmel Right. Ten minutes after, you know, the USS Arizona, you know, blows up and rolls over in Pearl Harbor. And it says, be on the lookout for Japanese activity around Pearl Harbor. Right. This book is no good after the, uh, you know, the next phase of the insurrection, or as I call it, the Trump insurgency in the United States, using the acronym TITUS, Trump insurgency in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And these people are very serious about this. I thought this would break after the insurrection on January 6th because, you know, I actually, I predicted this. I predicted it on Bill Myers, real time with Bill on November 6th, right. 2020, that we were going into insurgency when, you know, poor Bill, God bless him, was singing Kumbaya, time to, you know, join hands and put away the animosity you're on
0: just after it had been announced right that that right. biden won
3: actually i think he called it on the show in that's like a right few hours they called it and they pushed the price of ar-15 ammunition up from 39 cents a bullet to a dollar 25 a bullet that's how much ammunition they're hoarding right now for the last year they've been buying every bullet available on the market and re- you know in some instances reselling it for profit but they're preparing for an onslaught. So I wrote this book as a warning. It is a red, signal red, Clacton blaring, go to battle stations warning that bad things are coming.
0: Now, let, let me ask you about this because uh, you've been following the January 6th hearings. Yeah. I, ish. I assume.
3: It's a little hard between artillery, but I try.
0: Yeah, I, that might have been hard there, but you probably caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, caught up. You have caught up. What happens? You know, everyone goes like, uh, I've been saying, my God, he has to be indicted. Uh, just the call to Raffensperger. Right. Is that that's prosecutable. I mean, there's no question about that. Right. So. Uh, but everyone's going like, "Is Garland going to do this? What? How do you do? You know?" And I've said, and I'm not the only one. That the only thing worse than indicting him is not indicting him. But what happens when and if he's indicted?
3: Well, this is part of the problem: is that they are showing Trump so much deference to the position of the president, uh, of a former president, that. Apparently not just he, but even all of his senior staff can get away with breaking multiple laws, including conspiracies to sedition. I am under no belief that Donald Trump will be held accountable at all. None. There are too many proceduralists at the Justice Department. There are people who are literally afraid of power now because they are good and kind people who believe in what america is about but the republicans believe in raw power and i think that the next time that they get hold of raw power they will dismantle american democracy oh no question totalitarianism now and you know they're part of putin's axis of autocracies turn america into an autocratic state and now they are motivated not out of fear of the people in the trump insurgency they always were those people and now with the guns behind them they feel they have their backs covered the sheriffs support them the mayors support them the governors support them this insurgency could come down to 10 or 15 rebellions like before the civil war where they you know maybe they don't declare secession but they will declare they will no longer abide by the laws of the, of the federalist system established by the founders. And you could have state legislators, governors, and national guards back them and start seizing armors. Does this sound vaguely familiar? I'm thinking Charleston, 1861.
0: Yeah, or, you know, or just a... Uh, there are a number of scenarios how this might work out, right? Yeah, and some of it is just uh, more guerrilla kind of stuff.
3: Well, that's a component of it, where you know I, I equated the Republican Party today was transforming into Sinn Fein, the, the you know the, mm-hmm. the political right wing of sure. the Irish Republican Army, where they would go into Parliament, they would get members elected as members of Parliament, and state the case while facilitating funding and uh, coordinating with the provisional Irish Republican Army terrorist group. And I'm going to get some controversy on this. There are a lot of people out there in the Irish uh, hinterlands who believe none of that's true, right? (laughs) Despite the fact that whole volumes of books have been written by the participants. So the same thing's happening here. There are possibly hundreds of McVeighs organizing and now communicating with each other freely the, the the militia movement and the right-wing extremist movement of the 1980s which was their biggest payday of the order uh you know which was named after a fictional terrorist group uh, of the book in the turner diaries that blew up the fbi building the same plot that timothy mcveigh took from that book to blow up the murrah building these people are now coordinating communicating exchanging money and money is coming from the skies to them.
0: Let me ask you this Would it be a bad idea for uh, me to uh, acknowledge to them that I'm Jewish?
3: Well, yes, because uh, what you. Uh, you know what? <laughs> and you know what? I'm sure they would have figured it out at some point. Yeah. Uh, the whole comedian thing. <laughs> they have good Judar. <laughs> judar is how they say it in Israel. We have gone back now to the 1920s in terms of the level of anti-Semitism that I'm seeing in their literature. The the whole Protocols of the Elders of Zion, a copy was being read by a, a Capitol Hill policeman in the weeks after the insurrection he's sitting on watch at the x-ray machine reading the protocols of the elders of zion and it wasn't for a terrorism course or a judaism course it was being read out of pleasure which of course is the fake russian document that says jews are running be running the world global economy and set forth the holocaust so you know people here are View, you know, in the right wing extremist world, especially in the far right, that Jews are the cause of blacks being uppity. Jews are funding secret cabals. Jews are running the, you know, the child blood drinking groups that are kidnapping every child in America and, and in the world and human trafficking them in deep underground military bunkers connected by high speed trains.
0: I just wanted to point out to the listeners that none of that is true.
3: No, and I had to write that. If you read the chapter on QAnon, the first three paragraphs end with, no, I'm not kidding.
0: Yes, you're not kidding. I'm just saying that what you are saying is that they think what they think isn't isn't true.
3: These people have come to embody this in their hearts. And, you know, now I really see it. I really see the rise of how, what is it? The average German became a Hitler adoring Nazi.
0: And he did it without the Internet. And, and boy, oh boy, is that a driver of this, isn't it? I it mean,
3: absolutely uh, is. This is their vehicle. You go on patriots.win and uh, that's the that's the website that took over from DonaldTrump.com. And it's just a big hunk and bowl of crazy over there, right? The government's going to collapse and Donald Trump will ascend to heaven and then become president again tomorrow at 3.55. And if it doesn't, the Jews stopped it. We have gone to the point where people look at the average person, the average. I'm going to be honest with you. This is almost purely white middle class, upper middle class phenomenon. It's not poor whites. It's white. I think there was, I I just learned from Jason Johnson, there was a study that the average Donald Trump funder was a businessman. Uh, You know, of upper middle class, the person with the boat and the spare beach house. And they believe all of this. They're the ones buying guns and ammunition. And we're in trouble.
0: We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at
1: mintmobile.com. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The Blurring Sponge Tip Applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation, and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at Amazon.com slash Instant Eraser Foundation.
0: We're back with Malcolm Nance. So you've been watching, the, uh, you've been catching up on the hearings. Yeah, I have and you think they'll never be prosecuted
3: no i don't believe it at all
0: the oath keepers of course have been indicted for yeah. seditious conspiracy so have the proud boys there seems to be a connection between them and certainly roger stone and to what extent do you believe that we're gonna uh will link to trump directly
3: All the evidence they've already laid out is going to show that there, you know, is indicating there's a pathway directly to Trump. The question is, are there documents, uh, you know, documentary evidence? Because on a guy like Trump, any other person who had any dignity and decency would have already resigned and, you know, and uh, confessed to everything and would have gone into silence like Nixon. These people understand the power of lying to 30 percent of America and that that 30 percent is armed. And they don't care whether he's a pathological liar or not. They want what he's going to give them, which is a voice for their anger that blacks and Jews and women and Latinos and people who have a liberal bent should hang from ropes. And they say that Al. they say that I don't say that I documented where these people were planning an old uh, strategy that was in the book, uh, the Turner Diaries of a day called the Day of the Noose. And that's the day that whites who collaborate with blacks and Jews and Latinos would be hung up from street posts on a day of rebellion. Now, granted, let's say that that's 1%, but it's 1% who have an equal megaphone the size of the New York Times when you apply the Internet. And these people are motivated to go out and mass murder people in supermarkets. So, so if you don't think it can happen, it's already happening. But they are now doing the Anders Bering Breivik thing, the guy who shot 69 children to death in Norway. They are communicating how you become a white nationalist hero by writing your manifesto, the call to arms to other whites uh, to come out and mass murder. To take, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing Timothy McVeigh did nothing wrong t-shirts here. I've I've been away for four months, so I better start checking on Etsy for that. But we are at the point where the fabric of America, the needlework that held this country together, that sewed the blue field, the white stars, the red stripes is coming apart because there are people with garden shears and chainsaws thinking only the white parts of that flag apply anymore. You
0: know I was I, yesterday, yesterday, I was on the subway mm-hmm. <laughs> and a guy comes in the car, and there, there's people that, that try to sing on the subway, yeah, or that say, "I'm homeless and I need money. This guy came with a black plastic garbage bag
3: okay
0: and and said, "I have knives." Uh, Tasers, (laughs) Uh, body armor. I mean, he had for sale. Yeah. Is it New York? Yes. Okay. He started with tasers Tasers. and then he ended with knives. I remember like, and I went, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And he went, Hey, it's fucking crazy out there
3: that's a scene from the movie escape from new york and the next thing he should say is snake plissken i thought you were dead i mean this is
0: crazy. i am not kidding you he had a black garbage bag what else did he have in it he had Get to here.
3: Get to this, brass knuckles he had brass knuckles those are illegal but I like them. actually. My knuckle knife, my World War One style trench knife I carry in Ukraine. But
0: he had, that's what he had. He had uh, tasers, brass knuckles, and knives. And that's where we're at now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and like I turned to someone, the, the, the subway is pretty crowded. I just turned to someone. I went, did I, was that, was that like a you know, a conceptual
3: art piece. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Looking for the cameras. Well, you know, America is descending to that point. I mean, you know, we laugh about these things. This is true madness. We're starting to see people who, you know, like I, I, I talk about the plot to kill Governor Gretchen Whitmer. It turns out that that was plan B. Plan A was to take over the state capitol, uh, let go all the policemen and the Republicans and start holding trials and hanging the bodies of Democrats out of the window. That was plan A. Um,
0: <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, so th- this is, the book
3: is out now. Well, here's why you need to buy the book. All right. mm-hmm. You know, Republicans buy books for their talismanic effect, right? They don't read them. They put them on the shelves and it's like, Sean Hannity will protect me. Um, this book <laughs> is raw. If, well, not raw. It's evaluated intelligence the way that I would have had to have evaluated this if it was ISIS or Al-Qaeda coming to get you pre-9-11. And this is the one time you should not avoid a book. Your listeners really must understand how bad it can get and what they can do and of course the biggest one is they gotta kind of vote right democracy may end this november and
0: we have to vote malcolm thank you this is it's always wonderful avion and thank you for 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 doing what you did going to ukraine and helping with that that effort and to any of your colleagues over there
3: and well well thank you and all of those efforts over there if we fail over there we will fail here but if we fail here this november it will fail there and totalitarianism will rise in the place of democracy your listeners have the power to resolve it i'm just defending with a gun uh the ukrainian people but you could have to defend america here
0: Well, I I hope you enjoyed uh, listening. That beautiful music is by Leo Kotke, the great Leo Kotke. I want to thank Peter Ogburn for producing this podcast. We'll talk again next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.
4: It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.
2: The early 2000s was a wild time for reality TV.